0: Welcome to the Grow Your Practice Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Welcome to the Grow Your Practice Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Madden. This week, I wanted to share with you a recording from a recent webinar. To get access to the slides and videos of this recording, you can visit Getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. Remember, this was a training hosted with a live audience. So there are real time questions and answers that I think you will find valuable. Without further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Excited to, to be here today and share with you all um, three marketing activities for maximizing your revenue. And we'll also dive into uh, a few tactics that you can implement in under four hours um, that will make an impact. Um, to revenue. So really excited to share that with you. Just a little overview. I'm head of marketing here at Breakthrough. I uh, joined the team three years ago um, and just, just love working with PTs and really excited to dive into this presentation. So why, why, why talk about marketing? Why have this session sort of right in the middle here? Well, the big reason is, and not to be redundant with, with these issues that we're, we're facing uh, in private practice today, but marketing, when done right, uh, when focused on ROI, uh, will help you improve your profit margins. It will help overcome low reimbursements, grow revenue, um, byproduct of that, be more competitive in the hiring market as well. And so I'm going to unpack three activities to really dive into and how they can improve um, these areas. So before I get started, we would love to get some activity in the chat um, and just around like your biggest challenge in marketing. Uh, what's your number one challenge? We'd love to, uh, we'd love to see, see some answers in the chat. All right. So as a framing, and if you drop those answers in the chat, I'll be able to take a look at them, um, be able to address some of them at the end, also kind of see where everyone's at, you know, quality of leads, shoring an ROI. We're going to dive into the ROI for sure, uh, which goes into the leads a bit. So um, I will start this presentation with really talking about the five stages of awareness. If If you have attended some of our webinars related to marketing in the past, you may have heard myself or Chad go through these before. Um, and these are really fundamental to how I think through and we think through marketing here at Breakthrough. And this was coined by Eugene Schwartz um, in his book, Breakthrough Advertising. Um, and it's really fundamental to how you think about a marketing calendar and what you do and what you don't do at what stage. So I'm gonna break down those stages and then I will use this as a guide for, for the activities today. So your first stage is you're unaware. Um, people that are unaware are, are saying things like, I can't reach into the back seat or I can't go and put on my socks, but I'm just getting old. Like they don't, they don't necessarily see it as a problem. Um, They know they're limited in their functionality, but they don't necessarily think that's an issue. They think it's commonplace and it's okay. Problem aware are those that can't put on the socks and they realize they have a problem. Hey, I'm in pain. I have an issue. Um, How can I get help? They're searching on Google things of like, you know, shoulder pain, back pain, how to treat back pain. They have no idea what to do, but they know they have a problem. Um, This is going to be a large part of the market. Then you start to get into solution where these are those that they know that there are solutions to help with whatever their pain may be, but they're, they're not sure which solution to choose. They're, maybe going to their PCP, getting recommendations. They might be taking different over-the-counter medications or prescribed medications. Uh, They may be, in fact, be aware of PT. They may not, but they know there's solutions out there, not sure which solution to choose. Then there's those that are product aware. And so when we think of product aware, this is someone that's aware of PT. Uh, They're searching on Google, physical therapist near me. Uh, I'm in Fort Worth, Texas, searching uh, PT in Fort Worth, Texas. And so they know they 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 want a pt they know they want to go they're just not sure which person to go to they're probably looking at reviews you know proximity to their address like who's the closest to me who's the best reviews what's different about this practice versus another this is a smaller portion of the market uh, but it's definitely one that's like very aware then there's those that are fully aware and those that are fully aware are typically your the patients you're treating today they're your past patients your patient list and this is the most valuable. They're, they're bought into the way that um, your practice runs. They're brought into the therapists that they've seen. And so this is incredibly valuable, but it's a much smaller percentage of the market. So this is going to frame everything today. And the first activity we're going to talk about, actually, is going to be about aware. How do you reach those that are aware? And so it's marketing to past patients. And we're going to specifically focus on email today. And the reason why we're going to dive into this is because you're Ask patient list is one of your most valuable assets. And so often in PT, and in fact, like we recent study shows like 93% of practices are losing money on their patient list. Uh, in fact, a lot aren't using their patient list. And if you look at, and we go outside of PT, and you know, a lot of valuation, especially if you say you get into like the social media world, or you get into companies like Credit Karma that had a massive exit and sailed into it. The reason for it is, is, is because of the size of their list. The, the, the amount of active users that they have off on often increases that valuation. And so often, uh, and it, as practices, we see a lot of practice aren't really leveraging their list at all. Um, and although that's one of the most valuable assets. And so just to kind of go through four levels, I want to get a sense of where everyone on the call is today, like, like with past patient marketing. And so I'm going to go through four levels and, and then do really a poll to kind of see where we're at. So level one, is you just, you don't have a patient list. You're either new to private practice, don't have a list, haven't really um, kept the list in one particular place. And so you don't have a list. Level two is you have a patient list. Um, you just don't really know what to do with it. Or maybe you do some certain things sporadically. Maybe you've, um, you've sent an email out here or there, uh, but not really sure next steps. Level three is you're successfully leveraging your past patient list and you are driving reactivations from it. Uh, not necessarily consistency, but you've seen the value in the past patient list, and you, you reap some of the benefits of that. And, and level four is really that you're successfully using your patient list. You're reactivating consistently every month. Every, um, every month, you have campaigns that you're doing, whether it be email, whether it be text, whether it be direct mail. You're doing things with your past patient list. So quick poll that Andrew will throw up here in a second, but really which level are you at? And and I'll kind of go back so you can see these levels again. All right, so get some data in. I'm seeing about sixty three percent are at level two, what we're saying is around level two. Um, that and then level three is around twenty percent. So um, similar level one and four. And so really mostly here at level two. So yeah, we'll we'll jump into specifically email um, and some tactics that you can do with an email. Um, and why am I talking about email over direct mail or over text? Um, and, the, and the reason is email is the most accessible um, and one of the easiest to use. Two, um, and so that's all listed here, but, but um, two is that people use email. Studies show that 90% of Americans age 15 or over have an active email address. So people are still using email. Sometimes you'll hear news like, oh, email is dead. People aren't using email. Just, just simply not true. Um, people are still using email today. It's very cost effective. You've already done the hard work. Um, to build the list. Um, you've already done the hard work there. And so and then it's just a matter of leveraging that. Um, it builds your brand. Uh, get Staying constantly in the inbox on a consistent basis. We're not talking about every day, but you're in the inbox once or twice a month, your brand recall. Um, it increases revenue. A recent study shows that 60% of consumers say that they made a purchase because of an email um, at some point. And so people are purchasing through email. Um, it helps you stand out. Just looking at the the numbers in the the poll, we, we're seeing roughly seven percent of those that are on and polled um, are saying that they're at a level four. Um, now that just putting that in perspective, there's that means that most most practices aren't yet at a level four. If you're if you get to a level four, it will really help you stand out uh, in the marketplace. Uh, on the left here, and I'll provide the template for this a bit later. And this is just results from one email that a customer sent. Uh, They sent 500 emails, certain template that I'll give away here. um, Single question email, and they got 60 responses from it. 11 plans of care, so 11 new patients, 11 patients reactivated. So email is effective. So when you're getting into email, some common mistakes to avoid, uh, and we we see these quite often. Uh, First is just using emails um, in the wrong way, and not how people typically use it. And an example of this would be sending what you might send in direct mail, maybe a long newsletter um, out an email. Typically, when you get into very long, lots of photos, here's an update, here's an update, uh, they're just not as effective uh, as emails that look more hyper-personalized and speaking to them. Um, the second is we focus. And, and I'll get into some things later about how to kind of take messaging off of the we focus and make it more about the patient and the marketing. Um, but we, people want to know how you can benefit them. Um, not really... All the things that you're you're doing. Um, sending emails inconsistently. So this is this hurts in a number of ways. One, if your past patient list isn't expecting emails, um, they're less likely to open them over time. It also has negative implications with whatever email client you're using, spam filters and different things that help make email work by getting it actually in front of people into the inbox. If you're very sporadic and inconsistent. Makes it difficult to have effective, effectively hit the inbox. Having no clear goals or CTA. So, anytime someone opens an email, it's an opportunity to start a conversation, it's an opportunity to get them to click on a link, to watch a video, read an article, um, to really take a next action. And so, it's important to have a call to action or a CTA. Um, mistakes you'll see is continuing to email unengaged lists. So, that goes right into segmentation. You know, if someone came in, uh, for treatment on a rotator cuff issue, emailing them, things related to um, knee or hip issues may not be super relevant. So segmentation is important. Someone hasn't opened an email and the last 10 emails you sent, they're probably not gonna open the 11th. It's good for list hygiene to just take them off the list. So those are some things not to do. So how do you get started? So you're at at level one, you're at level two, most most of us here at level two, how do we get to level three? First off, you want to decide on on a cadence and stick to it. So if you're at level two and you're sending kind of an email sporadically, you probably don't have a cadence. So the first thing there is stick to a cadence. Start once a month um, on an email, stick to it, create a calendar for 12 months of emails that you're going to send and really stick to that. Come to expect it. You could even start with with an email. Like if you haven't emailed in someone in a while, just more of like, Introducing what you're going to be doing um, to to gain interest initially. Uh, always offer value. So this kind of transitions from that we focus to the patient focused and balancing offers and goodwill. And so value focused is providing short video on three exercises to help with lower back pain. Um, so that's value focused. Um, and then personalize and segment, which we sort of got into before. But any good email tool is going to allow you to personalize with some some merge tags they call it, but ultimately to say my first name and then segmentation helps you to personalize, to know if they came in for a certain issue that you're now talking about those issues in the email. So back to the, back to the single question email. So this is, this is one of the things that you can implement in under four hours, um, assuming that you have an email tool. Um, and even if you don't have an email tool, you can go into to Gmail or Outlook, or whatever email client you're using and email people one-to-one this way as well. So the instructions here is you're gonna send just a single question in an email. Um, you could do it to your entire email list, a segmented portion of a list. If you're today, you're just using Gmail or Outlook, you can just send it to uh, one-to-one to certain, certain p- names that you have. And then you're gonna be looking to get a response in that email. And then when you get a response, you wanna handle those replies according to the response. And so the email looks like this. Uh, question about shoulder pain. Hi, Mary. The team and I are collecting some information. I'd love to your help. Um, have you experienced any shoulder pain in the last week? Let me know. And then this, this final section is really, really key. I'd love to hear from you, even if it's only one sentence. It's important to keep that in because it combats one of the, the main objections people have to respond to an email. I, if you're anything like me, I there's sometimes you get an email and you don't respond right away because you're thinking you don't have time to, to, to write the proper response. And so you're trying to figure what you're going to say. You don't want your your patient to be in that situation. You want to give them permission to just say yes, to just say no, to just do an incomplete sentence. And this sentence gives them permission. And this is results. This this exact email um, that went out had 40% open rates, uh, benchmarks 20% healthcare, 2.6% reply rate, uh, benchmark for reply rates are well under 1%. And so Sending an email like this, if you, if you think of your past patient list size and you do the math, if you can get a 2.5% response rate on the size of that list, how many conversations have you now started um, that you can now lead into, into um, reactivation?
2: So number two, and I'm
1: probably going to start going quickly here just due to time, but is attracting the cold market or uh, demand creation. HIPAA compliance with email lists. I saw that question. Um, I can speak to, I can speak to that a bit if we have time here at the end, um, for sure. So, in attracting the cold market, we call demand creation, and that's, and I'll dive into that here. Really, what is demand creation? So, it's strategies and tactics designed specifically to increase awareness and interest in your practice, primarily from unaware and problem aware market. So this is the market that's not aware that your practice exists. They're not even fully aware that there's a viable solution for them, um, whether they should choose PT, whether they should choose, you know, medications or surgeries. They're not even there yet. They just have a problem primarily, but they're not knowing how to treat it. That's the largest portion of the market. And that's demand creation is, is getting them to be aware. It's getting them all the way from not knowing you to knowing you. And so Again, there's four levels. I'm not going to go through them um, all, because it's very similar to what we did with the past patient mastery, but I would love to like, as I just went through demand creation, get a sense of like how familiar are we with the concept and um, based on that familiarity, how would you rate your level? All right, As that poll starts to come in, um, I'll, I'll go to this slide, and then I'll circle back on the results. So, so why is it vital to increasing profitability? Like wh- why focus on demand creation? Why, why go to the cold market? Um, why is it number two on my list here? Um, well, the first reason is studies show that 90% of people that need PT will never schedule an appointment. Uh, so that means that in, in PT, but most people are not that have a problem are not choosing PT. Um, healthcare system is really against, against it. it. It's not set up. Um, in our favor. And so we've got to flip, flip that uh, pyramid there and really focus on educating the cold market. And so we kind of just look here, like you have your community, there's people in pain. There's, there's the percentage that are actually looking for PT is very small compared to the percentage of people that have an issue that you can help with. And if you don't focus on the cold market, uh, those, those people are likely not gonna choose PT. Um, They're going to go to their PCP, there's going to be other things recommended, um, and typically, um, or they're going to end up at a hops and pops, it's typically not going to go to private practice PT. And so um, focusing on the cold market is where the lion's share of the market is, and it's where the most new patients are. Uh, We had, I think Tony uh, a couple sessions ago was talking about uh, reimbursing, um, reimbursing, uh, sorry, negotiating reimbursement rates. That doesn't happen uh, without creating demand first. Typically, you're going to get to a place where you have a wait list, um, you're filling schedules and space, you're at a point where now you can go and negotiate or you can even drop a payer because you have enough demand because of the flexibility um, to do that negotiation. And so that's an important, really an important first step. And then it gives you more control to treat, to treat your ideal patient. So if you're going out to the cold market, you can go after different patients when you do that. If you're looking to attract more runners, you can do that. If you're looking uh, to attract um, golfers, you can do that. Um, so if you have a certain niche and an ideal patient, you can make adjustments when you go to the cold market. You don't have to wait for them to come to you. So how to get started. Uh, first up is, is with the market, um, kind of coming right into that. Who is your ideal patient? And then once you know who that is, what, what are what, what's, their, what's the demographics? What are their firmographics? Um, what are like, how do they think, uh, what are their psychographics? What are their main problems? Understanding that first, you're going to use that to craft any messaging that you do, any funnel that you do a funnel would be like, you have an ad or a landing page, direct mail piece, whatever it is that you're looking to gain their attention. Um, how do they end up becoming a patient, you know, from first gaining their attention to becoming a patient, that is your funnel. Your messaging is going to be derived from your understanding of the pains of the, of the market then your media is going to be choosing where you're placing this messaging. If you're, you know, if you're going after someone that's, you know, a certain demographic that's not primarily on TikTok, you're not going to really be on TikTok. If you're going after someone that's, you know, you're going to be where they are and that's important. And then fourth is systems and process. It's important to do these first three first um, and understand this. Uh, and then the system and process. Do you have a, you have a streamlined way uh, of understanding what's working here, uh, of looking at a calendar, of, of doing marketing? So in getting things in under four hours that you can do, there's two things I'm going to give away here. And just uh, one is the fab matrix. So this is a good way to improve the messaging from the last slide. Um, so often, if I go for, to, on websites, there's a list of features, all these things that you do. Uh, and typically people care less about the, the details of what you do and more about the outcome and benefit for them. And so this is an exercise that you can do, go through your website and any area that you have features or what are all the things that you do, go put a feature, what's the advantage of this and what's the benefit, and then adjust, adjust the language on the site to lead with the benefit, what's the advantage of that benefit, and then what's the feature that provides that benefit. Especially when going to the cold market, it's about the benefit first. They're not feature shopping. They're not looking to see, are you doing this one little thing differently than this other practice? Because they, they're not at that level of awareness. They just wanna know, can you solve that main problem they have? And so leading with that benefit. The second thing that you can do, um, and this is a, just steps to record a video, um, is search for something that you wanna see more patients for. Let's just say shoulder pain. You can go and Google, you can search shoulder pain, scroll, depending how many ads just scroll uh, and you'll get to this place. It's called people also ask. Um, these questions that are here at Google is populating to say like, these are the most common searched questions that people with shoulder pain are asking based on their data, uh, which is very statistically significant. There's a lot of questions like this. Take one of these, rec- get your iPhone, your Android, just record a quick video on how you would answer one of these questions if a patient came in today and just record that, put that on YouTube, put that on your social channels uh, and then put the title to be really tied into the question, just answering that question. And that you can do quickly. Don't worry about the sound quality. Don't worry about, you know is all the lighting great? Just really worry about like, am I solving this problem in this video is what I'm saying, providing value.
2: All right, the third is creating your calendar.
1: And calendar is important for all stages. Um, I, I didn't talk about product-aware so much here, solution-aware, I wanted to do the third is really your calendar, because this is what's gonna help with consistency. Uh, to get consistent patients year-round, you really need a calendar. You need to be doing consistent marketing activity year-round. Um, Dr. Tony was just on, uh, this is a quote from him. Um, you can't fill my clinics, I can't hire, you can't grow, you can't increase practice value. Um, you can't scale without filling your clinics. And typically what we see is there's a pattern, right? You, you need more patients, you market. And then all of a sudden you've got a wait list, schedules are full, you know, you need to hire your waiting. So you stop marketing and all of a sudden you get the new hires and then all, you need marketing again, you start it all over again. And then we kind of come back to feeling like we can't get consistency uh, but the solution is to stay consistent with your marketing. Staying consistent with your marketing allows you to stay consistent with your demand. It puts you in the driver's seat. So if we were to look at
2: practice A and B, most likely most of us on this call have a website. Um, and, so,
1: and so if you look at A and B, like they both have a website. Practice A is doing all these different things. If we really look at these practice, we say, which one probably has most consistency? Likely be practice A, but so often what uh, will result to like being inconsistent in our marketing, even though we know practice A is, is what we strive for. So quick, quick takeaway here on creating a marketing calendar. I think my time here is coming close to an end. So um, I'll just quickly go through this. You want to define your goals. Then you want to find a good calendar tool. Um, From there, go through the market message media framework from the slides before, Fab Matrix theme. And then from there, start putting in like, what am I doing for the most aware? What am I doing for unaware? What am I doing for uh, product aware? And then map
2: that out on a calendar.
1: So, all of these things that are here cold market, past patient, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Google ads now uh, past patient marketing, email, SMS, software that supports all of it, like all that um, Breakthrough does. Now uh, we call it the patient demand flywheel, and help you track, convert and measure. We do all these things. Um, and so if you're interested in, in kind of diving deeper into any of the strategies that I talked about, um, or if you wanna see how Breakthrough can help with those particular strategies for you, we'll uh, just do a quick poll. And if you're interested in hopping on a, just a, a marketing strategy call, uh, with one of the marketing experts here at Breakthrough, uh, we would love to chat with you. So just put yes in there, and then likely uh, Morgan will reach out to schedule that at a time for you. Um, and we, yeah, we'd love to talk to you about some of these strategies. We'll also, this recording will be available, and you can go through it and, and take some of these
2: strategies you can implement in under four hours.
3: Hello, podcast listeners. I apologize for my voice, recently suffered a traumatic blow to my trachea, but nonetheless, wanted to share something with you. Uh, and, you know, a recurring issue amongst breakthrough owners over the last few years has been hiring and keeping top-notch employees. You know, many have lost significant staff members to higher-paying jobs, often in local hospital systems or, or healthcare systems. Another common concern is the difficulty of finding candidates despite regular advertising efforts. However, there's good news. We're hosting a live event in Denver, Colorado from October 5th through 7th, specifically designed to help you improve your hiring processes. We'll we'll concentrate on attracting, helping you attract high quality employees and teaching you how to incentivize and retain them so that your business can have a greater impact in your community by helping more people, serving more people industry is always shifting, which is why we've created new sessions specifically on employee recruitment and retention. You'll hear from current practice owners and industry experts who are navigating these issues right now in the trenches of private practice. This event is going to take place again October 5th through 7th, but remember, seats must be reserved ahead of time as the training is exclusively for private practice owners, To reserve your seat, go to info.getbreakthrough.com forward slash fall 2023. At the event, you're going to learn the eight phases of the hiring pipeline. You're going to learn, and this is a new session, ways to improve employee engagement, the four levels of competence and confidence. We're, We're going to talk about situational leadership, uh, and having crucial conversations. And then we're also going to have a special session specifically on recruitment strategies that are working in today's market. Again, the event is October 5th through 7th in Denver, Colorado. To reserve your seat, go to info.getbreakthrough.com forward slash fall 2023. Also, a lot of owners will ask, can I bring my team along? Absolutely, our best practices will frequently bring you know 10 or more of their team members along as well so if you have a team member who's key and helping you hire and retain your other employees maybe it's a clinical director or center manager certainly you can bring them along as well
0: remember to visit gitbreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.